Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That is the theme to our podcast. For many years, we have encouraged people to not die. Is that correct? That's crazy that it's been years. And then, years and years it has been. Somebody reminds me of that. <laughs> years and years. Years and, and years of not dying. That's what we've accomplished here. We're encouraging people <laughs> to not die for years and years. And we're yeah. setting a hell of an example. We've got a we lot are, of, we've we got a lot of years on the planet. The we're doing good at the not dying. Some of the younger people are not doing a good job. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> I was, well, but I was explaining to somebody because don't die has come up a lot in the last week or so. So I was explaining to somebody, you know, the origin of it. I started hugging these kids when they started dying and like telling them like just bluntly to their face, like don't die because of fentanyl and all this stuff going on. Back then it was benzos. People were mixing heroin and benzos and dying. Then came right. fentanyl and dying. And now it's just, uh, it's just like unbelievable. But I recognized something about myself. I was explaining why I kind of had distanced myself from the recovery world because it was so heartbreaking and just so much that, you know, death. And I realized when I was explaining, I don't really feel that way anymore. I've kind of gotten used to it, sadly to say. Like, what else can you do? You just have to, you have to adjust to it. And and accept the fact that so many people are dying of fentanyl overdoses and we still do what we can to, to help people. And, and it's not so new and, and you just get used to it. I hate to say it. You just get used to it. Do you know what I'm talking about, Chuck? Yeah, there's, there's, you know, today a guy was leaving Let's just put okay. So a guy, a guy got loaded on property, so we can't keep him, right? You get loaded right. on property, you gotta go. He didn't want to go. He wanted to stay. And I said, Man, you tied my hands. You can't bring dope on property and use it on property. And when he was leaving, I gave him a hug. And it was because I cared. He goes, Don't hug me like it's the last time you're ever gonna see me. And it was just such a weird response. And he goes, I'm gonna be all right. And I go, I just wanted you to know I care, man. But it wasn't like it was one of those things where he knows how serious it is, but he's been in this game for a while. Right. And it just it was just one of those real moments where it was just like, maybe I was hugging him like I wasn't going to see him again because it happens. It, it happens a lot. It like happens that, enough. I mean, it's not like, you know, like. I. Well, here's the it, thing. It's such a dramatic thing that when it does happen, you remember it for weeks and months. And then when you have six or seven or eight within a 90 day period of time, it seems like it's happening all the time. Yeah. It, it seems like you, it is one of those things where you can't seem to catch your breath before the next wave hits. It is. Yeah, it's like uh, a total surfing wow. thing where it's just like, it's okay. That one's gone. You, you, it, it starts to fade a little bit and then boom, then there's another one. I said, I sent you guys that article about that town in New Mexico, right? Did you read no. that a couple couple days ago? There's this no. town in New Mexico. It's the highest death rate per capita, meaning per 100,000 residents, which it doesn't have 100,000 residents. So it has 25,000. So then it's four multiple down. So they had 330 opioid fentanyl-related deaths in 2022 or something like that. In a town of twenty five thousand, like that's wow. astronomical. Well, that that means everybody knew. Well, somebody, yeah, 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 and it's just heartbreaking. And there's this drug counselor. It's a great story in the L.A. Times on on Saturday, or I think Saturday. I thought I sent it to you guys, Mike. Did you see it? It was like about a New Mexico city. No, and here's I did not. what. No, I got the one of the Trumpers getting beat up. Oh, yeah, that's your hometown. I had to send that to you. <laughs> I don't even work downtown anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you, I'm missing you, all that. HB is your home. 
You may live many places, but HP is your home. You mean to tell me, Chuck, it wasn't you that hit that guy in the head with a skateboard? <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm already bombed. We moved out of that building on last Friday, so I'm not even not even there. And it got taken over by liberals who are beating Trumpers in the head with skateboards. Yeah, see, we've been we've been out of that. I've been I've been out. I've been off duty for less than twenty four hours. And, so, so and look what's and happening. Look what the tide has shifted. Chuck, Chuck has left Huntington <laughs> Beach, and look, all hell broke loose. Boy, things are sure changing down so there. So there's this town, and I and so as I've been trying to like, you know not fade away but like be less involved with treatment but run groups and like i'm trying to find my way as honest honestly i got this inspiration like i don't know if you know we do know i'm a narcissist so but i thought like i should move to new mexico and try to help these people and help this kid that it, it was centered around the drug treatment center in this town and like literally they have people dying every week at this around this rehab the one re the one county rehab in this town and um just fucking heartbreaking this poor counselor and he's only like 27 years old imagine you're the head of a rehab in the and people are dying like that. Oh my in the God. epicenter of the fentanyl epidemic and you're just out there by yourself with like three or four staff members it's just like the guy it was just amazing. His heart. I don't think that's narcissistic at all, Bob. I think that speaks to your character and your heart. I think I could make a difference there. And you know what it is? It's a cool town. So here, you know me. I'm What's such a called? practical person. I, I, I got to find the article. I don't, I don't is know it, if I can look um, at my phone. So it's right. It, all you had to say to me, because I, you know, I don't want to live in Southern California. You know, I talk about it like all the time. So Taos, it's between Taos and Santa Fe, New Mexico. If anybody knows anything about New Mexico, Taos, New Mexico is where all the hippie guru stuff is and where all the movie stars go and have houses. And Taos, New Mexico is like an art center of, of West, of Western art center in, in the South, Southwest. It's like the coolest town. Dennis Hopper lived there. It's like a cool, cool town. And then Santa Fe is a really cool town. That's where the smartest people in the world live, including Murray Gelman, a guy I knew for years who wrote The Panther and the Computer or something, this book. He worked at the Brain Trust, which is um in los alamos in santa fe new mexico right and i was out there visiting with a friend of mine and i got to meet marie gilman marie gilman is a physicist who won the nobel prize in physics when he was like 30 years old and i saw it and it was on his desk he used it as a paperweight and Marie Gelman. <laughs> and so, and he's kind of like all these, and I worked with the Caltech people at Los Encinas too. So all these people are kind of on the continuum, but they're also 200 IQ on the continuum. So we're at this cafe and Murray's kind of like, he's a larger than life character. And he, and he's just, he was just an amazing, they don't make human beings like this guy, Murray Gelman anymore. But so, but he is kind of like absent-minded professor and he kind of, you know, um, so we're at this diner and he, he's trying to get his wallet out and pay for the breakfast we had or whatever. And he's got his passport. And I said, um, Murray, you sure you want to be carrying that around with you? Like, meaning you're going to lose that. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> you're going to leave it in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to leave it some on some counter. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I have to, I have to keep it with me at all times. And I was like, uh, why is that? And he goes, well, might make you depressed if you know why. And I said, I'm already depressed all the time anyways. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, in case there's going to be a nuclear war, uh, all of us are to report to the base and then we'll be flown south of the equator and you have to have your passport with you. All and of I was us. like, wait a second. <laughs> all of the smart people. All of the Jack, brain. That would not be you and I. Wow. That ain't Mike Mark. And Mike, they're not telling Mike Mark, <laughs> hey, have your passport <laughs> so we can fly you south of the equator to save the earth. Well, I've been keeping this a secret, but I have to carry my passport <laughs> with me at all times, also, Bob. Wait, Bob, are you the only one who doesn't? 
Check you have to have the, the government <laughs> of you to always have your passport on you. Oh, they told Bug just because he knows Bob, me. He's got to have told his. You. <laughs> they haven't told me. Am I not going south of the equator if there's a nuclear war? I'm getting in my Volkswagen <laughs> van. I'm driving there. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so Santa Fe is where the smartest people in America are, and Taos is where the coolest people in America are. I don't think I'm the smart and the smart category or the coolest category, but I'm right on the perimeter of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the cusp of the, both of those communities. <laughs> At least one or the other. I'm on the cusp See, of. A narcissist would say he's both. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm in that area. So why shouldn't I live in that area, Chuck? Why shouldn't I go to Madrid and save lives and no, help I think this it, kid? I think it's Los Alamos. It's Los Alamos the, where, where Murray worked. Oh, okay. Well, then there's a little town down there. I don't think it's Madri um, Madrid. I don't think like... I well, can't. look the LA Times opiate over overdose. It was just in the LA Times like two days ago, three days ago. Yeah, we yeah, I didn't get that. But Los Alamos does have some weird, creepy stuff, man. I drove up there recently. You're kidding. No, and on my last visit there, I took the girls up there and and um and it's still very secret. You have to go through a guard gate. They let you in? Because yeah, you have your passport. Because you people can passport? go up to the park, can go up to the state parks up there. <clears throat> so huh. but they they have to look at you and take your picture and you know, you have to show your ID. Yeah, but and there's there's like a place, I think that's where they're they have that long thing that's supposed to change time, you know, the law. Have you heard about that? Where they're oh yeah, the accelerator thing. Yeah, yeah. Is? I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's you know, it's the highfalutin thinking stuff. Not that I'm a highfalutin thinker, but I do like to be around <laughs> highfalutin thinkers. No, no, you and know, all highfalutin I do thinkers like to that. be around artists and cool <laughs> people and whatever. So maybe this is a maybe this is gonna happen. I gotta think about it tomorrow. I obviously have to talk to four other people, which I don't think I don't think Sid, Elvis, or, or even I just I'm sure Chrissy doesn't want to, but I'm I don't know that the kids want to move to rural New Mexico. I'm just uh, tell them, I'm tell just them they guessing. can have a donkey or a chicken or something. <laughs> we can have donkeys and chickens here. I don't want a donkey. That already came up. You know that they sell donkeys for like $400 on the internet? What? You can buy anything on the internet. Do they have a guarantee? Poor donkeys. You got to go get them, though. They're like out in Borrego Springs. Do you know where this is? Where is Borrego Springs? Borrego Springs down by San Diego Inland. Yeah. You can go buy a donkey there for 400 bucks. <laughs> but then you put it in the back of your Volvo? And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they probably use them to smuggle uh, heroin across the border in that donkey's There's ass, no such then... thing as heroin. God damn it, Mike. Start paying attention <laughs> to the podcast. It's called fentanyl. fentanyl. <laughs> no, no. There's still heroin, dude. There's still Where? No, there is not. <laughs> Where? No way. You, you know, know what I, heroin is like? Heroin right now is like 78 records. Remember when you go to <laughs> go, when you go to a thrift store and you're looking through the albums and all of a sudden there's like a whole group of 78s like of opera 78s that's what heroin's like um, you just have to know the right people man to get the black tar heroin that's not true I how would know. you know how would you know i still know people that are using a lot no yeah well you i guarantee you okay you pick one of them let's just do a don't die podcast test you pick one of them and have chuck Take a urine sample and we'll run it at the lab that <laughs> Aloe uses. I promise you they're using fentanyl. I promise yeah, they you. Test they it are. and everything. They test it with oh, strips. Oh, what junkies test their dope? I can't say. <laughs> oh, wow. Mike's being secret. But it's happening. It's like I said, it's because remember, we had this conversation before. There's going to be boutique heroin users that want only heroin and not any fentanyl because fentanyl doesn't last as long so yeah but when you're there's sick, becoming you're a market sick. for boutique heroin 
that does not have fentanyl in it. That's got to cost. Are you, are you getting in on that business, Mike? Is this of the second not. business of yours? But I love How to do talk you know so much about it? I just love to talk about it with my with, the, with friends of mine that are still using it and stuff. You, I so, don't think I know anybody that I'm friends with that's actively using that. I know people that drink. I know people that smoke weed. I Bob know people knows. that do cocaine Bob from time to time. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, I got criticized today because I told the story. So a friend of mine, a friend of mine's sister was going out with a guy we know. I'm not going to say his name. I think he passed away. Skateboarder, famous skateboarder junkie guy. And he came to my friend's daughter's birthday party and his eyes were pinned and he was high out of his mind. And I said, dude, come on. It's the fucking little kid's birthday. And he's like, what? Is it obvious? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. And then that. he said, and then he said the the words that Mike would appreciate more. Yeah, not just to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a damn. They all think they're so slick. They show up. They show up to rehab thinking they look good. You yeah, know that they've got but, their but shit I mean, together. This guy thought like it's a bunch of fucking eight year olds. Like nobody's noticing that I'm so high. So it was obvious to some of the people there, and they saw me talking to him. And I said, "Dude, you got you got like." I wasn't telling him to leave. I was like, "You got any crack in your car?" <laughs> and he's like why would you ask that and i go because if you go. do a smart move right now would be go out to your car for like 10 minutes and then come back like a normal person <laughs> so is that codependent chuck is that not good boundaries i just thought i thought it was the best solution to the problem i can't believe somebody criticized you for that bob that's amazing yeah, the, yeah they, but they think of us as like Drug counselors or something right. like that's the best in that situation. Like I don't want to hurt his feelings. Tell him you shouldn't be here. I guess that's the right thing you to know, do. Is that, that the right thing to do? That gives yeah. drug counseling a whole new meaning. You're counseling him on drugs. Well, how did you use drugs correctly? Proper drug use Chuck, counselor. What would you, okay, Chuck. What would you do? You're the one that's at the party. The uh, the adult that's the drug authority. A guy comes loaded. Out of like really loaded, like nodding out, eyes closing at a kid's birthday party. So I, I, you say, I told him hey, to go to his out. car and take a nap. Get the fuck out. <laughs> if it was that obvious to me, I'd say, oh, go to bed. Go, go take a nap. It's where you want to be. You know what? If, if anybody showed up that drunk or if they were obviously on meth and they were Quacked. Yeah. Well, okay. Thing. Let's you go to a legal you substance. Go. Let's go to a legal substance. Say the guy is that drunk. What do you do? You tell him they have to leave. Really? The fuck? Honestly, absolutely. it's a it's absolutely. a child's party. Not because you or I are are the drug uh, police. You know, if they've been drinking no, but I and, and they're want, acting all do right, do you think I wanted to have this conversation with the guy? Everybody's looking at me. The mother of the kid whose birthday it is is like scowling at me, like, go talk to him. <laughs> your fault. I, who brought him? <laughs> Bob who brought him? all his drugs. I don't want to let on no, but, who but I mean, that's, who, that's who I would go to. I would go to who it was that brought him and say, you need to get him home. It's not okay that he's here like that. It's obvious. He's, Don't he's you a, think a simpler solution is go out and have a couple of hits of crack and come back no, like a normal person? No, I, 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 I don't. I don't because if he's a good junkie, he doesn't have crack. He's going to do more. Dope. Oh no, this guy, this guy's old. I get the like feeling me. there's a rationale going on here, rational and irrational. Well, I just, I, you know, you don't want to make a scene at a kid's birthday party. The, my mostly my focus is let's not make, have a scene, and I could feel my codependency could feel a scene is going to happen. Did you ever think of getting him in your car and taking him home? No, home? I tried to help the guy 10 times. Like, it's just like, you know, it's like 10 is enough, isn't it? You know, it's too, it's too well, many. Well, once, <laughs> once is enough, see, because really that is, it's just like, this is, if it was just you and you were hanging out with some people, you could go, dude's fucked up. But if if there's kids and no matter what the example is, if you're not, if you're uncomfortable with it, it's it's where you are, man. You I know, wasn't I, no. Now you're assuming something. I wasn't uncomfortable with it. I just was moving and avoiding him. 
I was just, if he was out on the patio, I would go inside. If he was inside, I would go outside. <laughs> then you could go to the homeowner. You could go to the homeowner and say, dude, you got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> He's making lots of people uncomfortable. Anyways, not me. Wow. And this happened, this happened like 10 years ago, but I brought it up today to somebody who said, you know, somebody advised somebody to do drugs. And I was like, I've advised people to do drugs. And then we had this person mutual in common. Uh -huh. I said, you know, so-and-so showed up at a birthday party one day and a bunch of little kids around. He was wasted. And I, I told him, you got any crack? You should go to your car and smoke some crack. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think it's a fun, it's a funny thing. I, I, now I would tell somebody that first, if you don't have any crack, you got to Well, split, there's no bro. crack around now. This was 10 years ago. There was a lot of crack around. Well, there was yeah, no fentanyl. There was no fentanyl 10 years ago. Yeah, it was brand new, huh? Imagine, <laughs> imagine a world where a million people didn't die. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at. It's like 120,000 people a year. That's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Like 120,000 people. That's like two black pink concerts full of people. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be a Rolling Stones concert. Now it's black pink. Well, yeah, I yeah. still haven't oh, heard. Me, oh, me, I had the greatest time with Sid. We went and saw a new K-pop band called Stray Kids on Friday night. This is a band no one's ever heard of. I guarantee you, go around, ask everyone you know today, tonight, and tomorrow. You ever heard of a band called Stray Kids? You will not find one person who knows who they are. Oh, they sold out McDonald. the Bank of California uh, Stadium. And and I had never seen anything like it. Like I've been to Blackpink there. I've been to BTS at SoFi. Um, the screaming was so loud, I seriously put my fingers in my ears. And I've never done that before, not for anything, not ACDC, not anything. The screaming was so loud. Yeah. It, Can it was I insane. ask what the racial breakdown of the audience was? Was there a racial breakdown? It was, it was mostly, uh, I was surprised it was not as much Korean or Asian as I thought. It was mostly, it was weird. It was like, it was like a mix of all of Los Angeles, like Hispanic, lesbian girls and families and and like you know obviously west side people and like it was just this uh, it was just this perfect mashup of la like isn't, isn't that a light in a dark world though because that music is upbeat it's happy it's danceable it's uplifting at least the k-pop i've listened to yeah yeah and well, they put on it. Look, can I tell you something? They put on a fuck of a show, those bands. There's something wrong with America. I mean, uh, rock and roll. They don't put on a show anymore. That's why the Chili Peppers are the biggest band in the world, because um, because they put on a show. Well, they've, they've also got a lot of good songs, but... Yeah. But the, yeah, but, but that is but, but no, that they, is what's missing. They jump around, they dance around, they mm -hmm. they they put on a show, and so many rock bands do not. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Especially the not. ones that are a little and, bit older, they can't do I'm, it like they used to. Well, I mean, even the bands that are really popular, like do uh, do you two really put on a show? They uh, they used to, but not anymore. Not really. Anyways, uh, yeah. I, but but yeah. you go to K-pop, so the first song is just like crazy fireworks and shit blowing up and fire and they come bouncing out and they're doing their theme song maniac not the song from the flash dance movie it's a new song that's called too bad. maniac <laughs> that would be so great if they came out maniac, maniac on yeah, the floor. they have no idea that that song even exists oh they have no idea <laughs> i don't even know who sings who sings that song maniac that we know we know i don't oh know. my goodness i could so they tell come you. out they it was like so much energy so much fucking spectacle and then they they in that song on stage and they walk out down this long platform like the one Mick Jagger uses and then they do a dance song in this box it's like midway through this in the stadium then I started seeing something happening on stage this huge giant spider unfolds like the spiders from Mars 
right? Or like a Pink Floyd concert. Oh, it's like only the, the third. Tour had one it's of only those. the third fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> They've had fireworks, fire, a, a, just an insane intro beginning. Then they do a dancing like BTS, and now a spider's unfolding, covering the whole stage, and they go fight the spider in a song called Venom. <laughs> so there's themes to the stage show and it was it it was they had costume it's just like you know david lee roth used to put on a show like that led zeppelin used to put on a show like that they were larger than life they were cool they were they were spectacles there was craziness kiss the greatest live band i ever saw this, you know, the Stooges, Iggy fucking rolling around in peanut butter and jumping out in the audience, the Sex Pistols. People put on shows in the rock world. And then all of a sudden, since Radiohead, they just don't. They just stand there. Yeah. And people are tired of it. <clears throat> Kids, especially with low attention spans, with 15 second. Um, Have you ever seen a band called The Upper Crust? Yes, I remember them. They used yeah, to they wore the white wigs like and English. they wore the, the outfits yeah, they like they like were royalty. And they would come out in between songs, they'd go, oh, you peons. I guess clap if you must. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about, they, how they about the Cramps? They had the funniest, greatest show ever. What about the show the Cramps put on every night? Rock bands don't put on shows like that anymore. And so K-pop is killing rock because they know how to put on a show. I'm telling you, yeah. we got to think about this. Anyways, let me tell you some, an interesting thing that happened. So though I didn't pay for the tickets and I don't want to say how I got into the concert, but it was brought to you by Live Nation concerts and <laughs> all over the world. And but the face value of the ticket was six hundred ninety dollars. That's insane. Right. Um, but, but nonetheless, there was a family of four sitting in front of us, mom and dad and two kids, and they were loving it. And the mom was dancing. It was just so fun. It was a great show. But I got to say, when I, so a, a $690 ticket price is, is like, what would you say that equates to a hotel room? That's like a $5,000 hotel room, right? Or a $3,000 hotel room. If a concert ticket's six hundred, then well, plus then all the fees on equate? top. If that was the face value, there was got to well, be another hundred or something plus. Yeah, but fees. I don't want to go down that avenue. I want to show you about customer service. Okay, what is so related? Seven, what's a related uh, thing that you get in hospitality that's of that price? So it's about, I believe, because I figured the average ticket price is a hundred or two hundred dollars. So say, let's say the average ticket price is two hundred, and the average nice hotel is like. 800 right so okay. if it's 600 then it should be like three thousand dollar hotel room i promise you when you go to a hotel and you pay three thousand dollars for a room you get treated excellently uh can i get you anything how are you sir oh how is how is your like because I, I remember like I royalty, ever, yeah i don't even ever stay in those hotels but the chili peppers do and when i go with them like it's just like uh, how are you today, Mr. Forrest? And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm doing rather well. How are you? You know what I mean? You get <laughs> treated <laughs> because you're paying this enormous amount of, to be treated with uh, customer service, friendliness, um, and basically have your ass kissed, really. The Four Seasons, all these fancy hotels. Mm. Or a fancy restaurant. If you go to a restaurant where I, a friend of mine went to a restaurant the other night, it was $500 for two people. I Trust me. They treat you excellently there. They pull their mm -hmm. chair out for you. They treat you go to these concerts that are six hundred ninety dollars. You can't stand there. What the fuck? Sydney had a little purse that had her phone in it that said they said to her, a six year old little girl, you can't take that person. Uh. Like I said, excuse me. <laughs> excuse. Do you know who you know? I am? <laughs> no, that's no. not it. You're getting off. I know. Track. No, I. I, I Paying totally six hundred ninety dollars to be treated like shit by some security yeah. guard. Right. Even the even at the airport, they treat you nicer. I'm telling you, the TSA people at the airport treat you nicer than the people at at concerts that you're paying thousands of dollars to take your kids to a concert. It's abhorrent. It's awful. So and is that the weak spot right now? 
because huh? you said you said the show was you said the show was great. Obviously, the sound and the optics were great. So the weak spot in the current concert the thing searching, is something we've been going we've been in, complaining about going for in thirty and the years. Searching. Right, bouncers, the, security. Yeah, but but understand the prices of tickets have gone up, and the quality of security and the and the searching and the front and when you're coming in, it just makes you not want to go. It just makes you want to turn around and go home. How rude they are. They don't just say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Maybe you didn't see the thing. You can't bring a purse that's not clear. Like that, something has to be done about. I would rather that be done than the ticket fees. I want to be treated with respect when I go to a concert. Huh. Mm -hmm. Like I am at a nice restaurant or I am at a ho nice hotel or I am at Disneyland. Like most of the, most of the time those, the, the, but purposely the people at the front end of Disneyland are beautiful, wonderful, warm, inviting people. That's right. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do the security further away from Disneyland. They do it at downtown Disney. They do it in the parking lot, but as you're going on the trolley, right? Mm -hmm. Those people are nice. Yeah. You know, I've mm -hmm. only had a couple of run-ins with them. It's almost every concert I go to. It's like, you don't have to talk to me that way. Yeah. You and know what I mean? A, they have a protocol. They have a standard that they held, they hold themselves to. Somebody needs to hold the concert industry to that standard. I think right. there's because it, because you resolve problems better when you're nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, because, and I'm not trying to be a Karen about it, but just like, Dude, people are like, there's no reason to talk to a little girl like that. Do you have no frontal lobe development? Like, can't you discern? <laughs> like, if I paid $700 for a ticket, be kind to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, shouldn't it be? I'm not trying to be sarcastic. No, but I mean, that's you're right, that's, though. No, you're right. Exactly. And I think it's, I think it's venues, Bob. Venues have different protocols. Yeah, like, I went. Like so go, I've like, gone to your like venue. You your venue. That. Hold on, your venue. Everybody's polite and nice and helpful, and they want to help you find your seat at yeah. your venue where you work. They yeah. help you. These yeah. people like can't come in with a purse. And Ohana <laughs> Fest, they have a standard that they hold the security to. Also, you know, stuff like that. There's different venues and different vendors for concerts that 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 make sure that stuff happens that, that's such a big place i'm sure it probably just gets overlooked i would bet when you have that much security and that much to cover when you're bidding that job you go with the lowest bidder so that's what you oh, get stuck yeah. with but but well, anyways it's something to think about like because the concert industry uh, you know i go back and forth about the ticket pricing right if you don't it's not a necessity it's not like what they did to us with the gas company. That's fucking evil. What the gas industry, what Southern California gas did to everybody for four months. That was evil because you can't survive in winter without gas. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can not go to the Stray Kids concert. It's a yeah. luxury. It's a, it's a, so at a certain point is going to concerts and being treated that way. And imagine if we're, I think, I can see it going rougher. They're they're a little they they don't even try to be polite. They don't even try, really. Mm. Right? At least before they'd be like a little nicer, but now it's just I've noticed it. I've noticed it at Lakers games. I've noticed it at at concerts. It's just like why you gotta be so rude right off the bat. I, and you know what? That you're you're making a good. You I like that point because it's like. TSA people, they're there for eight hours. If they can be patient and say the same shit to people all day long, why can't you do it for an hour or two? I've never had a problem at the airport. I know I hear about these things and people talk to me about it. I've never had a problem. You just got to do what they tell you and get through it. And it's not a big deal. I don't know why everybody gets so bent out of shape. I'm not trying to sneak guns through. That's one thing or drugs. So I'm pretty good with that. But you hear all this horrible stuff about TSA. I haven't had that experience. The one thing I don't like is the long, long, long lines. That's a bummer. It's because they're, they're busy polite, being polite. It's because they're, they're polite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> they, they've had they've had 
I've I've been pulled out of line once for smiling at the lady, but it's because I was tired. And she asked me why I was smiling, and I said I don't know. And she pulled me aside, and they did a secondary search. But both times I had secondary searches. The guys were super polite and said, "I'm where I'm going to use the back of my hand." Yeah, they did. And I'm yeah, going yeah, to yeah, super in, polite in explaining what they're going to do, why they're going to do it. If I'm not comfortable with it, we can go over there and we can do this thing over here. We can go behind closed doors or however. I haven't had a problem, and I've gone on a lot. I did that for work for a little while. You know, maybe, I did a maybe lot they of need a pep talk. Maybe that like beforehand when they're all meeting, like, listen, remember this is a special night a lot of families come in this is a kids concert you know try to be cool be nice be happy be be friendly get a lot more done being friendly than than hurt and and kind of like why why can't somebody just say that to the team of people that are gonna work the door like i just don't understand it have you had this problem at concerts where they're just so Stand over here, put your this, do that. No, that sounds like jail. <laughs> you I haven't had that at concerts? No, I don't, but I haven't been to a lot of big ones. I mean, the last, I mean, Roxy Music, Elton John wasn't a problem at all. No, the, you know, the, 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 the Greek, the Greek and uh, still Stable Center has it a little bit. There's a little bit of roughness around there. But is that where you saw Elton John? The Staples no, he, Center? he was he was uh, down here at um, Arrowhead at the pond. Oh, the pond? Is it now yeah. called Arrowhead? I, I don't know what it's called anymore, but it was the pond. It was the Arrowhead Pond for a long time because the ducks were there. I, Arrowhead I, was I, for it. Aren't the ducks still there? They're not there? Yeah, but I don't know what it's called. That's just, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, I still call things like Kmart when the Kmart hasn't been there for 20 years. I call you know what? I don't know the name of that one. I just call it the Angel Stadium one. Isn't the Staples Center <laughs> no. crypto? Crypto Center now, Bob? Oh, yeah. yes, Crypto. it is. Crypto.com. You, Crypto. you just caught him up in that. Yeah. Hey, I want to give a shout out. Uh, Susanna Hoffs of the Bengals wrote a novel, and it sounds so good. I ordered it. it. It it sounds so good. It sounds, it's just like, I don't know if you read the reviews of it. So it's like, I always loved the Bengals, even when they were called the Bangs. And uh, she wrote a novel, not an autobiography like everybody like her does. She wrote a novel, and it's about a pop star who has a one-hit wonder. And it just is fascinating reading it. So the pop star has, is a one-hit wonder. And like we know, and I've experienced, I have a lot of friends that had one hit or whatever. And if, you know, inevitably you're in your late 30s, early 40s, you're kind of broke, you're waiting on your quarterly check, it gets less and less. And so she describes this, this former pop princess's life so well. And then out of nowhere, some <clears throat> crypto bros are obsessed with her. And they're going to pay her a full, like, huge $200,000 to come to their bachelor party in Las Vegas and dress up in a, you know, exactly like she was in her famous video <laughs> and, play, <laughs> and play a concert. <laughs> and it's all about the dehumanizing demoralization of that and whatever. And then she actually meets somebody and falls in love and lives happily ever after, it sounds like. But I just thought, like, that... I, I, I've had that experience kind of, and it's so, you know, it's so such a bummer. It's such a bummer. I wonder Mike, you've like, had that. You've had freaks about texting the horse and say, oh, pay to play at my birthday party. Haven't uh, you had that? No, not really. Nobody wants to ignore <laughs> at their birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of what I'd say. I but don't I've, know. There, I've, there were a I've bunch of people on Saturday. I've played some birthday. I've played like three birthday parties, actually. It's, it's not bad, but it does make you feel like, I don't know. It's like weird. a whore? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just shouldn't mention it, Bob. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, you maybe mean? it should be just go, you know, one of those things you keep to yourself. Oh, uh, yeah, I play birthday. <laughs> no, I never played birthday parties. <laughs> I play birthday parties. I would, what do I look like? A dancing monkey? You give me enough <laughs> yeah, money and I dance? No, it's so I'm an artist. Cool. It's so cool of her to zero in on that thing because I've done that and it is so weird. And I think one of them, they paid me like 750 bucks just to come to the birthday party, play Jeez. Sammy Hagar weekend. Eat some Subway sandwich. You could have almost got into a concert with that. 
<laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have parked, but anyway, it's so funny. Like, uh, uh, it's just like it's something about reading about about what her book is about. It just made me think, like, that's real. That's happening. You know, I bet you that's happening to a lot of the '80s and '90s people. Who had one song and. Now the crypto bros want them to come now, and sing that Bob, song. do you think that that's auto, semi-autobiographical, do you think? Maybe. Kind well, of, I yeah. know. Here's here's the thing. I, and I talked to Conrad from Los Lobos about this. There's these things called corporate gigs. You ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Los Lobos yeah. does them. I think, I think Offspring do them. Right? You just fly in. You play some private... It's like a private party. You get paid ungodly amount of money, and oh, nobody. Gonna... And the best part is nobody knows about it. <laughs> like, right. like playing for like three hundred people at some fucking party, <laughs> and, and, they, <laughs> and they have tons of money to pay you. You know, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, if do offspring, you know about this, Mike? Who else? Does yeah, of that? course. I'm sure if the offspring did it, they probably got three hundred grand of money. Yeah, over five hundred grand. When Amy used to work for uh, Wells Fargo, when they flew us out to Florida and we did Disney and uh, Kennedy Space Center and all this stuff, just because she was a top producer or whatever, they had bare naked ladies there and they did a full like <laughs> two hour show. And it's when like that, that chickadee China, the Chinese, I mean, they had a radio song, you know what I mean? It was one of those things where it's just like, what the hell are these guys doing here? But I mean, they yeah. pay their CEOs Dude, like nine million dollars a year, so it's you, like they you, they can. You you like counting crows? I'm sure have done that. I'm sure toadies have done that. I'm sure all these bands have towed the wet, wet sprocket. Yeah, all these bands. Like I gotta get. We gotta maybe Thelonious Monsters gotta do that. But uh, I so you, yeah, yeah, you're but, right. Texan the horseheads never gets offered nah, those kids. Anyway, we wouldn't. <laughs> 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 Let it be like. Yeah. Don't get those guys. We want you to play, but we don't have any money. We can give you some dope. <laughs> that's like that's like dude, smart peddlers never some got of offered these corporations money are so you know so rich. I mean, it's unbelievable. Some of these yeah, I, you know, in a lot of the bigger big well, names, guess who's even richer? Crypto bros. Crypto, because yeah. what would they do? Just give give the character in the book probably a uh, Bitcoin. What? Is, how much is that? Like uh, three hundred thousand dollars or something? No, they're not. I yeah, I don't. I think they're. I think that's that whole thing stalled out. I mean, I watched the insanity of it. Um, I think I, I I predict the name of the crypto center is going to be changed. <laughs> they don't think they're going to be a long-term resident yeah. how long was staples like how many staples and and ink things for for printers can you sell to sponsor the <laughs> staple center like that was called staple center for like 30 years dude they sponsored that, that shit for 30 years yeah hey, you know speaking of big money and corporations you know mcdonald's is working on on ai to serve yeah yeah to, i to, hope they do i cannot take it anymore well here's the downside bob is you're putting out a lot of people out of work so McDonald's well, is already well, worth and, billions of well dollars, then those okay? people need to heartless. know those people need to know when it says no american cheese on the quarter pounder because oh, elvis is, doesn't so like you're cheese. gonna be one they, of those that supports so now what now here's the bummer so if they well you know they're setting it up because they keep they ask you every time you pull up i'm a i'm a five day a week mcdonald's person so every time you pull up they say <laughs> are you using or will you be using uh, the mcdonald's app today and i say no thank you i'm a human and uh but what it is is they're getting everybody brainwashed into at home you order your order and then you just bring it to the drive-through, and they scan it, or or something, and and then the and then they make your food, so you don't have to order it when you get there. It's already through the computer. And the reason why is the next step is there will be no humans making your food; it'll just be robots, and it'll be I just you know, think that's so fucked up for a corporation that makes billions of billions of dollars. It doesn't; they don't give a fuck about. What's really fucked up is two weeks ago. Microsoft laid off 10,000 employees. Another what company? And then two days later, they put $10 billion investment into that chat thing that's AI that'll write yeah. 
exactly. book reports for you. They laid off 10,000 people. They then invested $10 billion in AI to replace human beings. And nobody said a word. No journalist wrote How about it. How are these it. people going to make money? How, I mean, you don't see the end result of this? Andrew Yang wants to make sure that every person that is that is replaced by AI has uh, income from that company. That company mm -hmm. has to still pay employees even though they're using AI. Well, wait, there's a writer's strike about to happen in Hollywood and because those programs can write movie scripts. Well, it's bullshit. It's fucking No, but bullshit. think about it. Well, Talk the movies are so non-human and non-caring. Well, but well, people have then you settled. have government dependence. You're people dependent have, on the government. But wait to a provide. minute. People have settled for such low quality entertainment that yeah, a robot can write it. I mean, how hard is it? How hard is it to write Ant-Man? How hard is it to write? Wait a minute, Mike. How hard is it to write Ant-Man? I have no idea. But Was that yeah, the Paul Rudd right. one? Sure. No, that's okay. Is that yeah, that's Paul Rudd. The Shazam one. How hard is it to write Shazam? <laughs> I can see the plot turn twist coming from like 14 minutes in the movie. I know exactly what's going to happen. And a human wrote that. Maybe I, AI would write a better script. So Maybe. how come, Bob, how, what do you do with all these people then? Chuck, you're like, oh, you're giving them free government money. That's bullshit. They don't know the army. It. They've been no. put out of fucking work. No, but that that is... That is the end goal of a lot of things. What if they automated government, your job? What it, if AI they, did a better drug? Well, it, you, you're, you're being angry instead of <laughs> so that. That is, that is that is the end goal: is to put people in a position where they don't have any value, so they are dependent on government. Then you have a situation where you know just that one percent does control everything this is this is the this is the future that you've been warned about since this the 60s it's just a matter of how long it's going to take and we've been really welcoming of it so far can i tell jobs. you how dumb america is can i just tell you how dumb america is right, i'm sorry i thought you were agreeing with it chuck i'm sorry i didn't No, he's not oh no listen to me listen to me so I, I wake up this morning. I slept late. It was like eight o'clock because the kids are not in school. So I, it was like eight oh five. And I, um, I look at my phone and there's all those things like open, open, like text messages and emails or whatever. And one's from Regal Cinemas. It's a push from my Regal app. I open it. It says, don't miss. Today is the day, Super Mario Brothers movie, blah, 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 blah. Now, Sydney and Elvis have been waiting. I look for things that they both like. <laughs> We've been waiting for this fucking movie for a year. We saw the preview for it a year ago. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> Chris so, Pratt, right? <laughs> uh, well, no, wait. But wait. You got to hear how dumb America is. This is how dumb we are. I'm, I, I'm telling you, whoever wants to come here and take over, they can so they have. <laughs> it might, it might be, I, I, Canada could take us over at this point. I, I like they, they could just come down here. Like get out of your house. I'm taking your house. Why? It's my house now. Okay. Like, idiocracy it's just shit. like yep. idiocracy is beyond. <laughs> so we go. So I look at the thing. It says one Oh five. I mean, 1205. I'm like, and it's like, okay. So I go and I tell all this in his bedroom. Hey, Super Mario's out. We're going at 12 o'clock. He, he was excited. Then I get Sid and I tell Sid, like, Super Mario today it comes out today. And oh. she's like, oh my God. And she was so excited. So we made a big deal. We had breakfast, get ready to get down there. And we go to the theater. Are you ready Sold for out. this? No. We get to the counter and Elvis has his monthly pass. They scan that. We order some snacks and whatever. And then she says, what movie? And I said, Super Mario. Because I told her, we've been waiting a year for this movie. We're so excited. Super Mario, blah, blah, blah. She obviously doesn't hear us or it doesn't compute in her tiny little brain. And so she starts looking in the computer. 12.05. And so it starts at 12.05. It starts in like five minutes. And she says, um, there's no Super Mario movie here. And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I go on the thing and I show her in my phone. Look at Laverne Regal, 1205. 
And she goes, oh, that's tonight. I said, what? And she goes, that's at 12 midnight tonight. I said, it's a movie for six-year-olds. They're not showing it at 12 o'clock <laughs> at night. It turns no. out, yes. Yes, the Super Mario movie that yes, is rated G, not PG. It's rated G, Chuck. Is going to have a midnight for, release. Yes. For adults to go see a fucking cartoon. About Wait a, a second. guy from a video game. <laughs> Wait a second. Was that like on a Wednesday so that they would get the Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday? No, it money? comes out tomorrow, Wednesday. Today is Tuesday at twelve oh five tonight. <laughs> oh. Super Mario plays on a on a Wednesday morning at twelve midnight. It plays, but it's That's a crazy. kids' movie. That's apparently the not. only reason I even know that that's a thing is because this morning on the news, on my local news, on uh, KTLA or whatever, no KCAL nine, they were talking about that movie coming out like it was a big deal. And oh, I didn't it's understand a big it. deal. It's a big deal. Is it going to be but, all the Disney but like, adults? What kind of? And the woman didn't understand why I was upset. I and I was saying. You know, it's for kids. It's a kids' movie. How many kids can come here at 12 o'clock tonight? And she goes, oh, no, there's a lot of adults that are coming. I said, yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem so with our society. I can't wait till you're, ta- till you're talking to a machine, trying to reason with a machine, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with it? Bring the people back. <laughs> I'll bring so, so five yep. years from now, there'll be just a robot Good there, point. and it'll, it'll say, does not compute. You need to come back at 12 or 5 a.m. Can I talk to somebody real? No, I'm sorry. Where did all the people go? I miss Where the people. Is the Where's the girl yep. I yelled at about the Super Mario movie? Yeah, at least you felt good when you yelled at her. <laughs> and, but she didn't even understand why what I was talking about. That was the more frightening component to it. It's okay. I fucked up. It says 12.05 a.m. on the thing. I see it now. Okay, I'm a dumbass. But why is a (laughs) G-rated movie playing at 12 o'clock at night on a weekday? Because it's released for teenagers and shit. Oh, yeah, but they have school. You know, they can't Teenagers can't go to a movie at 12 o'clock on a school night. Spring break. Not all kids are on spring break. My niece is not on spring break. Uh, uh, Anthony's kid's not on spring break. It's not all spring break at the same time. I don't know. Mine are on spring break. LA Unified's on spring break, but a lot of private schools are not. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. (laughs) So you're defending the fact that a G-rated movie about an Italian guy that's in a video game. Do they they have the, the... is the Donkey Kong or whatever in it? I don't know what's in what's in Super Mario. Luigi, Do they race Luigi. turtles? No, Do they race prin- cars or princess, princess, whatever her name is, and Super <laughs> Mario and fucking <laughs> Luigi. It's all Italian. It's an all Italian cast. It's like the Godfather. It's the Godfather of children's movies. Bob, do you want to know how big it is? Universal Studios just opened a whole theme park. Mike Mark, I've been there two <laughs> times already. I was there on opening day. Yeah, okay. Was it really crowded? Oh, God, yeah. Three it's like impossible. Well, yeah, and they have these wristbands that go to the rides and you push buttons uh, and things happen so in the ride. opening day. Wait, that's the one where day. you jump and you hit coins and they go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And How then the dinosaur you know spits on KTLA you? morning news. Did no, you because <laughs> when, when Nintendo was like a new thing and I was smoking a lot of meth, that was something to do. Yeah. You didn't get arrested doing that. Yeah. Makes sense. What? Playing Nintendo. Mario? Yeah, you game. jump in the coins, go ding, 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 and then there's a no. A they load into your watch, eggs. and then you have no, a watch with Bob, a bunch of coins. About the original game. Oh, okay. Nintendo. No, I'm talking about the Super Duper Universal Studios. Oh, it's yeah. the whole corner of downstairs of Universal now. Chuck, I'll tell you, I kept my Nintendo game, the mm-hmm. original one, 
with the Mario Brothers. I kept it for so long. I thought this thing's going to be a wait a minute. Am I talking to two adults that are going to the midnight screening of Super (laughs) Mario movie? (laughs) Damn it. And I'm going with my passport just in case. <laughs> my ringtone on my phone for the last two years has been the Mario Brothers theme. <laughs> oh my God. So no wonder. So I'm, I'm, oh my God. I'm calling Dumb American. I'm on a podcast with it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, there was that. There was that. And there was that paper boy. There was a paper boy thing where you, you got points for busting windows, throwing papers through it. And I enjoyed the I enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, fucking. Okay, it. I'm gonna because I love movies and I've always gone to movies. And me and Anthony, that's our big bonding thing, just loving movies, right? So here's the movies you could go see: Dungeons and Dragons, uh, no. John Wick, Shazam, Fury that. of the Gods, Sixty Five, Scream Six, Creed Three, Cocaine Bear, and Ant Man. Those are your choices. Is Only there anything out of that is John Wick for two hours of like mercy Fuck. killings? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what, what is the John don't you Wick? remember? Hey, Bob, they killed his dog. Okay. Just- okay. So can I, can I tell you, there used <laughs> to be movies like, uh, you know, the Godfather, and Chinatown, and, you know what I mean? Well, all the Charles Bronson movies were basically just killers. Did you see the new uh, All Quiet on the Western Front? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Depressing. So depressing. Oh, it's powerful. Oh, yeah. all get out. How do people love war? How do they love? You know, I've heard pe- you know, people well, you love war. You just said Apocalypse war. Now, didn't you? Oh, you said Godfather. They only Godfather. Yeah, there wasn't any killing in that, huh? <laughs> there was for good reason. Those people got killed for good reason. Because they broke flag. the code. Not a flag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's some movies you used to be able to go to a movie theater and see that you will never see a movie like this ever again. Yes, Apocalypse Now, Cabaret, Alien, The Godfather, Exorcist, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Next, Taxi Driver. Like, you know what I mean? There used to be great movies in movie theaters. And now I just read you the that's, ones at my local. That's so funny, man, because uh, i am lately been showing my uh, oldest daughter all of those movies that you just mentioned. Um, Taxi Driver, Dog Day Afternoon, she loved. Dog Day Afternoon, so great. And then, uh, you know what I showed? The one she really loved, which was surprised me, was Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid with Bob Dylan. (laughs) But I mean, you know, as recently as like 10 years ago, I used to go see Quentin Tarantino movies and Martin Scorsese movies, that Departed. Remember that movie, The Departed? Yeah. So great. There's mm-hmm. no, they don't make movies like that anymore. They just make they, Ant-Man and Twerp Man and Jerk it, Off Man and fucking Ant-Man and Marvel Man and fucking well, this man. Shit and this. moves fast and it, and it fits their, the, the low attention span, right? The, the short anyway. attention span is being fed with the movies that you're talking about. It takes, you have to invest in a movie. Like I loved like Heat and Tombstone and there were some great movies. Oh, it, Tombstone. That was the, Val Kilmer was so great in Tombstone. But, but it's yeah, not boom, 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 boom. You learn the characters. They develop the story. They have, there's, they're, they're done the way movies, traditional movies that I grew up loving, like the ones you're talking about. Even the kids' movies were like, Fast Times and Ferris Bueller. At least there was something yeah, more. Yeah, Ferris to it. Bueller was so great. Oh my I mean, god! Anyway, so what's the one? Remember the one where oh, Tom Cruise got famous, where he's dancing in his underwear. What was the name of that one? Risky that Business. One was so, that was Risk, so risky great. Business. That was a great. <laughs> how come there's no movies like that? Well, there is a movie right now. It's got it's got a it's got a prostitute that gets the president in trouble. What it's movie on, is that? It's on the news. <laughs> oh god! No, but I just read you the mo- movies at my right. local cinema. I would. I don't want to see any of them. Like, what yeah. is the fuck is going on? Uh, like, I'm not a highfalutin. Like, it's got to be some European foreign movie, or it's got to be Citizen Kane. But could it be Risky Business? Could we get some Risky Business movies? <laughs> Could we could we get some Ferris Bueller? Some Ferris Bueller. Okay, so I gotta ask you: Did you see the Tom Cruise movie Maverick? Did you see that the new one? Mm, No, no. Oh, I did. You know what? Actually, that's really good, man. Yeah, everybody liked it. I just don't. I know that they 
They have this new age thing that they did on Robert De Niro, and I guess they did it on him, where they make them look younger with uh, with some sort of tech tech thing, computer thing. And I just that'll bother me. Like, just look old, like Bob Dylan. Just look old. Just what's yeah. wrong with looking old? <laughs> well, unless you're like Sylvester Stallone in that Tulsa King. Yeah, did you watch that show Tulsa King? No, His I haven't. Face seen was it. So- his face is painful for me to look at. And that's not even, I try not to be judgy of people's appearances because I'm not happy with the way I look. But, but what, that guy what was, is so freaky But Mercedes looking. McCambridge or whatever his name was in Rocky, he was kind of rough to look at. What's wrong with that? That's how, well, that's it, how the guy looks. Whatever. It's, Mickey it's, Rourke. It, oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Mickey Rourke, like some bad plastic surgery and some things gone weird. It's like looking at Lionel Richie today where it's just like, wow, what happened? I, 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 I think people should be allowed to get old. Yeah, just get old. What's wrong with it? Jesus. I, I, like, I don't know. But but somehow that's playing into the whole cycle. But I'm just talking about movies in general. Unless they start making movies that are worth going to see. Now, here's the thing. So I'm railing against this Ant-Man. Because I, I, I walked into the theater. I watched him for 20 minutes. I walked out and I went and saw something else. Um, and it's gross $500 million. Yeah, like the, the like, actor. They go to see that actor, dude. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, like, I, I forget too, but he's uh, he's pretty popular. No, if popular actors. Did, did... Popular actors are like Steve McQueen and Al Pacino, <laughs> not not Chris Pratt. Not and everybody's Phil Rudd. sixty-five not, years old. Not, oh, I just called him <laughs> Phil Rudd. That's the drummer in ACDC. All Rudd. What's All that? Rudd. <laughs> Well, Phil Rudd's a drummer. I'd, I'd rather see a movie starring Phil Rudd than ACDC. <laughs> yep, that does just sound kind of old. Like, what happened to Cary Grant? He was a real movie, movie star. star. These people are movie stars. Like Steve McQueen's a movie star. These people yeah, are but, movie stars. But there's not even rock stars. The gamers are rock stars. So, you know, there's a, there's a shift. And until entertainment gets great again. It, How it's does gonna, it great get great again? People need to start complaining like I'm doing. Like, I want to see Risky Business. I'm not saying it has to be the greatest movie ever, but it has to be entertaining. It has to be funny. It has to make you feel good about life, feel good um, about... And 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 just like none of these movies. Going and seeing 65 is not going to make you feel that way. It's going, not. You know, I don't even want to watch. Like, I, I, I'm not ashamed. I love Grease, the first one. Oh, it, so great. And and now that there's, you know, they do the reboots where they change things up and there's like the dawning of the pink ladies or something where I just know it's just going to suck because it's going to be written in a way. There were things that were offensive. There were things that were not okay. There were things that even in, um, in all the good movies, when things are so politically driven and it, it just, it takes, it takes away some of the edge. It takes away the reality. Well, I, I, here's I the miss. thing. When you do movies, you know, James Cameron's great joke is once political correctness started creeping in and people telling me, oh, there's not this character, not that character. I just made everybody blue. <laughs> <laughs> how great of a solution is that? That's such a great solution. Well, wh- how, how many blacks do you have? I don't know. They're just all blue. Uh, it's all blue <laughs> and 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 there's nothing there's nothing but there's nothing wrong with having a, a an array of different looking people in a cast but it's the writing i think that has just gotten so maybe the ai is already writing so movie, so you know, different that it's just not the ai will write it politically correct and we'll have just the right amount of everybody that, that, there you go. I'll leave it with that. I trust the AI, everybody. The AI Bob, is going to... I want to know how come cure. you're not talking about some of the great movies that actually came out and you didn't see or something. Did you see Mule with Clint Eastwood? Was that I mean, the one with the little boy? You know, where he goes to Mexico and he's... Yeah, and, he, and he's... Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Goes, yeah, yeah. That was a great... one. That was a wonderful movie, man. Was it that like, was, was, that it was it two years ago. It doesn't was, matter. I mean... Was it as good as like <laughs> Gran Torino? Grand Torino was good. Bob Grand sounds Torino a little bit like Grand Torino. Grand Torino, I am <laughs> Grand Torino. But see that that movie was very incorrect in a lot of ways, but it made a point. It did. But yeah, but only Clint Eastwood could get that movie made. But I mean, you know, what movies have I seen that are great? Uh, you know, not many, not many. Um, so the first Sonic movie was great. It's so great. I love Sonic. Sonic. What? 
I love this what? Sonic Hedgehog? movie. Made Sonic me cry. Made me cry. Made me cry. I love oh that movie. Oh my god! <laughs> what, what is going on here? Wait a second. I We're live doing with a children with the guy. You're telling me that Sonic was great. It was horrible. Sonic was you great. Sonic did so well horrible. because of people like you. That there's a Mario Brothers movie that you want to go to. Yeah. Would you have gone to the premiere at midnight? Of Sonic, if, if I knew how great it was, I might <laughs> oh my well, you God. know what? I got I might, no room. I know, like the first Angry it's Birds. It's nine so o'clock I'm now. It's nine o'clock now. I want to sign up. I'm gonna try to see if the kids want to just lay down and sleep for two hours, and we'll get up and go to the fucking movie. It's spring break, as Mike said. It's it spring is. break. <laughs> I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be diddy. I'm just saying. I want to go there and see how many children are there. Like, how many children are up at 12 o'clock at night seeing the premiere Jeez. of fucking... Uh, they'll be uh, so stoked. It'll be something they never f- will forget. I bet there are a bunch of people that have been waiting for this time to do their cosplay of Mario <laughs> and Luigi. And there's going to be dressed up. And there's going to be girl Luigis and girl Marios. And there's going to be boy princesses. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm going. All right, everybody, don't die. Try to get through another week without us. Oh. You know, I'm, like I have people tell me, "Where's the new podcast?" I think Floyd just texted me, "Where's the fucking podcast?" Hey, man, I- the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh my! God. <laughs> the only Hedgehog I respect is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> All right, good night, everyone. I'm going to see the Super Mario Brothers movie with my six-year-old, and That's people can excellent. judge me if they like. I I am stoked. You're going to make a memory doing that. That's going to be fun. Good night. Don't die. All right. Cool, cool. See you tomorrow. Good night. See you the next day. See you the day after. (laughs) Bye. Bye.